Good morning, good morning. This is Thomas Bahamas, and we are here for another episode of Solana Weekly. Um, yeah, so I've been thinking about the structure of this and kind of how dumb it is and uh, kind of recreating it, putting it together in a different way. So I think I kind of needed to create a good landing page for the podcast, condense it into one post, not kind of separating it out. So I'm trying that out. Here it is. Um, also scrapping that intro song because I don't want too many people to listen to this just for me to sing along to having soul and not being a soldier. So we're, we're taking that out. Um, also debating kind of how I want to do this and, you know, writing a structure versus or writing a script versus having kind of a list of topics and just riffing on them. Um, the whole idea behind this podcast is really just to get better at speaking for me um, and improve at it. So reading and adding a line or two after each part of the script is kind of like how Trump used to do speeches. It's kind of lame. So I think, I think I'm going to change that. I think, um, you know, by going after that goal of improving my thinking and improving my communication, um, through having to think on the spot and just riffing a little bit might be the better challenge and something that, you know, I absolutely need to improve on. So let's, let's test this out. Um, another benefit from that I'm seeing from this whole experience is that I get to see just how good or bad my thinking is by listening through it. You know, if I'm trying to piece together important information on a weekly basis and I have a hard time seeing through why the team at crypto duck punks aren't pumping it, Maybe I need to refocus my lens. So that's that's uh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what we're doing here. Uh, let me know what you guys think. But with that, let's let's ride. Uh, so Solana price, we're sitting at about thirteen seventy six. Uh, this dumped under thirteen and pumped with the rest of the market this morning to over fourteen before settling down. You know, not really too much um, difference that we're seeing. Um, you know, kind of still within that range. Um, you know, we're seeing a little bit of pop in the market and Solana definitely reacted. So it's kind of leading me to think that, you know, it, it is being held down, right? And that's that's the bear market. But as soon as, you know, we're seeing something turn around, we're definitely seeing a reaction from the market. People are out there. Buyers are there. Um, you know, still worth monitoring. Nothing really major to report there, though. Um, <clears throat> Soul over ETH price. Big nothing burger sitting at 0.01308. Um, you know, they're moving similar. We're really hoping for a decouple there. Um, you know, it decoupled on the way down, and we haven't seen the decouple back on the way up. So, not ideal. Um, you know, ETH people are stomping on our graves right now, but it's just salt in the wound. You know, we'll, we'll recover. We got to hold tight. Um, NFT news, uh, we've got Toys R Us, yes, you know, that Toys R Us that makes toys, they dropped a huge NFT project, um, pretty big news that they came to Seoul, um, pretty cool actually, they minted at 7, um, and I believe they sold out, but uh, they revealed today, and it's giraffes, and pretty uninspiring overall. Um, you know, I guess, I don't know what I expected. Um, you know, we'll see as far as the utility goes. I mean, they hopefully would have 
a lot planned there, but you never know. This is Web3. You don't trust them. Don't trust anything. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest part of NFT news. So I'm sure there's other things, but you know, we're, we're, we're trying to focus on the big parts. Um, as far as DeFi goes, you know, again, we're still seeing all those protocol protocols opening up. Um, the total value locked in them is pretty small though. So I, I heard a good theory that, you know, back when FTX and Alameda were pretty big into all of these different lending protocols, you know, not ideal, you know, most people are kind of looking at that as a, a negative, but there's actually a positive side to that where they brought so much liquidity, so much liquidity to the market that it actually prevented other whales from moving markets so easily. Um, so, you know, you see something like the mango hack where it, they're basically manipulating the market one way and then making bets on it based off that manipulation where that couldn't really be done or done as easily when there's a ton more liquidity in there. So um, it kind of makes us a little bit more of sitting ducks. Um, so I've been a little hesitant to kind of really dive in there. Um, still think that there is a lot of potential there. Um, and I think that, you know, we're seeing smarter approaches to it and it should be built out a lot more robust. Um, so we'll see. Um, now one other section I wanted to add is kind of the current thing, right? So it's, you know, it's what we focus on. It's, it's crypto Twitter, it's, it's NFTs, everything's moving so quick. So everyone's always talking about the current thing. So I'm just going to work through these current things right now. Um, you know, kind of turned into a meme. I think it was, um, was it A16Z? I don't know. One of those guys, Andreessen Horowitz, that was really kind of harping on this. But I'm just going to work through a couple, um, not even really go into them. You know, they're worth bringing up. And that's it. So Sam Bankman-Fried arrested. D-Gods were praised in an article by The Block for positivity in the sole NFT ecosystem. Despite the token dumping, um, small pump this morning from favorable CPI numbers. Polygon hate is still here. Binance is facing a bake run with everyone removing funds and they had to halt withdrawals. GBTC discounts at 50% and grayscale DCGs their blow-up is looming. FTX hearing is ongoing now. SBF was supposed to testify, but that fool's locked up. Elon keeps changing things up to Twitter. People are wishing, people are wising up to using hardware wallets. BTC maxis are feeling emboldened by some crypto doom. ETHL2s are heating up, and Arbitrum seems like the most interesting one. Um, GMX, DeFi protocol on there where you can use leverage. Absolute delight to use. Um, Moving on, best FUD, nothing really that new here. Um, you know, you kind of see some people moving on out of the Solana ecosystem, but the ones that are staying here, you're kind of seeing, you know, the, the right reactions, the right direction out of a lot of this, right? You're seeing some positivity. You're seeing them using data, showing the usage. Um, and you're also still seeing good communication from the top. Um, so, you know, overall, nothing really new on the FUD front. Um, next, we're going to get to the riffing. So some kind of 
ideas that I've been mulling on is the role of personal finance in crypto. Um, people don't really talk about this. You think about crypto, you think about, uh, you know, people being bullish, people saying a coin is going to go to the moon. Um, you know, it's, that's, I mean, that's what we all want, but I mean, how responsible is that really? Um, you don't really hear people talk about, you know, this as a, you know, partition of your portfolio, right? They talking, I'm all in Ethereum, it's going to 10 K. Well, you know, it went from 4,800 down to 1200. Um, you know, how responsible was that to be, you know, pumping that 10 K narrative while the price went down that far. I mean, you could go to, you could go to Solana and probably find something that I said where, you know, Solana got up to 260 and, you know, dropped down to $11 or whatever it is. So, you know, with speculative investments being so volatile, you know, wh where should that fit in, in your portfolio? And uh, it should be a small portion, right? You know, I, I typically follow, um, a lot of what Ramit Sethi um, teaches, you know, I listened to him on a bunch of podcasts. I read his book, what um, I'll teach you to be rich. And, you know, you save as much as you can, you build up your 401k, and then you have a small portion that you put towards, you know, riskier investments. But you really only do that once you've kind of met a few other milestones like having a year savings in your savings account like having you know you're maxing out your 401k um a lot of this is kind of the boomer mindset i think but i mean a lot of it makes sense right if you just had everything wiped out um if you were all in solana you just drop 95 percent of your you know life's worth that's, that's not what you want to do Right. Especially when we're looking at building back, um, you know, you want to be resilient. You want to be able to take these hits and, you know, if a small, if 5% of your portfolio drops down 95%, you're not, I mean, it sucks, but you're not going to be hit that hard. Right. You, you can still, you know, build that side of your portfolio. And when the bull run comes back, you know, you could see that grow from 5% to 10% to 30% of your portfolio. The key is to not get too kind of caught up in that. Um, I don't know. It's not sexy to talk about. People are all like all in Web3. I don't even know, you know, if you're all in Web3, what that means. Do you take a salary? Do you take your salary in tokens? You know, I think that there needs to be a conversation about you know, you got to live, you know, it's, yeah, it's cool. The idea of living in your grandparents' basement or parents' basement, or, you know, ha having a laptop on a, on your floor with a blow up mattress next to it. But I mean, some of us aren't in college anymore and you know, the, the those times were fun, but I mean, that's, that's not the goal, you know, especially if you're, you know, early on building in one of the biggest, you know, blockchains out there, you should be pulling in some money and you should be putting a lot of that on the side. So anyways, I think that, uh, in short, personal finance should be addressed. You know, we want to be here in the long run. 
we want to capture as much upside as we can and protect ourselves on the way down. Um, yeah, that's a long riff, but uh, moving on down to the next one, I've kind of been thinking about the value of pump and dumpers in NFTs, um, particularly when it comes to like the pre-sale and whitelist meta. Um, so I didn't really know that much about this whole side of it until I really joined MonkDAO and got into, you know, seeing what's offered. And, you know, a lot of people have been hating on this concept of, you know, you're just, you're giving a pre-sale. So say a certain amount of NFTs can be bought at a discount before. And then, um, you know, with that pre-sale, they can then sell it once, once it's released to the public. But there's another, and, and you know, obviously it's like, oh, the shillfluencers, they're, they got their pre-sale, so they got a hundred of these before they talked about how great the project is going to be. And then once it's released to the public, they dumped it to, they dumped it on, you know, their followers, which isn't good. Um, but the other side of that, you know, the projects are actually paying for marketing, right? So, I mean, it's a marketing expense if, if you know, these people are going to be talking about their projects organically it's i mean a pretty good investment actually so um i'm sure there's a balance there and i'm sure you know it's not the best way to think about it this way but you know these pro a lot of these projects they don't have you know a lot of money up front they don't have you know big teams or big investments before so securing something and getting advertisements um you know, before the actual mint date, I you can't hate on them for it. So that's, that's the whitelist meta. Um, now to go into some conspiracy theories, let's put on our tin hats, tin foil hats. Um, so crypto duck punks, right? They're big, you know, shoe ventures came in, bought the project, pumped the hell out of them. They were a meme coin. They're a meme project. Um, and then they just kind of, shut up, right? They just turned it off and, you know, decided that, uh, they're a meme coin and they're going to let it, let it go. So, um, you know, I find this interesting. I bought a couple when it, on, when it was pumping up and I've been even more interested ever since they stopped actually pumping it because, you know, it's a bunch of like high level guys, a bunch of people that are very capable of like promoting a project. Um, so my thought was that they kind of proved out their theory that they could pump this, right? They could build some partnerships, throw some live events. Um, they could really kind of build the project. So they proved it out, but they didn't go all the way and they just kind of stepped back. Now, I think they're going to come back with, you know, I mean, all they need to really do is start talking about it again. Um, and, you know, with the release of this upcoming bonk coin, that's, you know, the dog coin for the people, I think it's great. Um, but I think that they're connected with the duck punks. So I think that duck punks are going to get um, a good allotment of these coins. Uh, so I've been buying a lot of duck punks. And, you know, whether they do or not, I, I still think that it's just such a weird management decision to just stop doing anything with this project. 
you know, another weird thing is they're actually not even in the Discord. So if you go to Discord, it's empty. It's just like two people quacking back and forth, which is hilarious. But I think what happened is, you know, the, these people came together, bought the project, and then they realized that they didn't want to deal with a lot of their, a lot of the people that were actually in their community. They, they <laughs> I, I don't know, they were just kind of like making fun of them, talking about floor prices. And, you know, I don't blame them. It's probably, probably pretty annoying, but they moved their chat to a Telegram chat. So, um, so they're not even in the community, really. So I think what they're going to do is basically just wash all the people out they don't like. And then as soon as they're kind of ready to start pumping it, they'll pump it. Um, and I think one of the ways they're going to do that is with that bonk coin. So that's my conspiracy theory. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I think that they have a very capable team and for them to not do anything is almost like a little suspicious. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's my theory. I guess we'll, we'll follow up. Um, but I've got a bag. Now, another part that I, I don't know if this is really for this one, but, you know, I find it funny that there's like so many echo chambers um, that you can kind of get lost in. And especially within, you know, within crypto Twitter, even, you know, filter that down to NFT Twitter, filter that down more to Solana NFTs, filter that down, you know, you could be in one individual project. And that could be, you know, your lens for the entire market, right? So, you know, just because you own a famous Fox Federation NFT and you're in that Discord and you're chatting back and forth and that's kind of your exposure to the whole of the market, I mean, it, it's a pretty tiny corner to be in, you know? And, and I, I provide that example because that's, you know, one of the communities that I was in and I was... You know, that was my framework for how seeing how everything went. Um, it was kind of weird because, you know, I, I was looking at other NFTs and I was like, what, what's going on with these projects? These are all terrible. They don't, they don't have utility. They don't do this and that. Look at everything that the foxes do. And I was like thinking so small, um, you know, I, I needed to kind of test that. I needed to open up and see things from a different lens and kind of look at the space as a whole, get out of my own little echo chamber and expand it. So I think that a lot of people need to do that. I, I, I think that you see people basically turning into bots. Um, you know, you go around, follow people that buy a new NFT and you say whatever the project is. Like if it's a thug bird, you're saying ka, if it's a, meerkat millionaire you're saying burr if you're a penguin you're saying newt newt and i mean it's fun it's, you know it's it's your community but it's also like i don't know there's more to life than that so i don't think you really need to waste your time you know in only being in one community i mean of course if there's one it's you know that's that's all you do i guess that's okay but I don't know. I think as a whole, there's there's kind of a way to flip that and take advantage, knowing that you have echo chambers and kind of see what they're doing within each one, um, and kind of kind of make those algorithms your bitch, right? So you can take advantage of that. You can see, um, you know, maybe there's something within a community that is coming out uh, that's being released that 
you know, the rest of the people aren't paying attention to, you can take advantage of that. Um, so I, I think there's something there. Um, you know, I, I think it's worth kind of challenging your own echo chamber and make sure that you're not thinking too much. Like if, if it's just, I don't know, you, we shouldn't be limiting ourselves, especially like, you know, there's a decentralized space and there's tons of, tons of information, tons of coins. Um, you know, now should be the time to kind of open up and see what, see what else is out there. Um, you know, prices are down across the board. So, you know, experimentation is relatively cheap. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I got on echo chambers. Um, speaking of echo chambers, the last kind of topic that I wanted to go over is the, uh, red panda squad. So, uh, you know, this, this is one of the projects that got me into Solana NFTs. Um, you know, I minted a gecko, dumped it for a 10X, and then spent all that on red pandas. I used to look at these things for hours and, you know, wash the floor, buy one that came, that was cool, flip it. It was, it was where I was, right? That was my echo chamber for a little bit. Um, they, I mean, it was until you know, the project got less and less communicative and basically ended up rugging. Um, today is the day that they are unrugging. Right. So the D rug or they're calling it a respawn um, where basically you burn your actual NFT and they give you a new one on a different contract that they own the keys to. So the project was actually compromised by a dev who was a non dev and he had the private keys to the project. So they flagged it on Magic Eden and it basically went to zero. Right. Like it was like half a soul or less for um, for one of these NFTs where the floor price used to be like, I don't know, a thousand bucks or more. Um, so anyways, you know, they're, they're back. Um, you know, they're, the team is, I would say pretty bad at communicating overall. Um, you know, they are, I'd still say they're not really that clear that they effed up. They're still not calling it that they basically rug. Um, but I mean, there was a big community there and it was a year ago, right? So it's a lot of the, a lot of the OGs, um, you know, were in there. I remember Knox Trades being in there, interviewing the owners, pumping them up in the in the comments. Um, so, you know, I I think it's cool that they are finding a way forward. I'm a little bit excited about it. I'm not going to be, you know, a maxi. I still have some. Um, might even sell some. You know, it might be a good time to get some, uh, tax loss harvesting going. Um, you know, an idea that came that ran through my head as I was, as I was actually doing this respawn contract is, is that a taxable event? You know, you are basically losing an NFT and gaining a new one. So, you know, that could be a way to write these off and, you know, carry these losses so that we're not, uh, we're not having to, get taxed for gains rather rather get some write-offs on our losses right that's the way to do it um but yeah anyways that's exciting uh, another big week in solana nfts um kind of some rambling thoughts there you know the riffing really takes me all over the place um but you know there's a lot of things going on um hopefully i could kind of pack those together uh into something somewhat more concise than trying to scroll through Twitter or trying to find something else, you know, with this type of information, 
I ultimately made this for me so that, you know, I was forced to kind of look at the bigger narratives rather than getting kind of lost in the noise. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this is something that, you know, provides a little bit of value for you, or if not, at least, uh, gives me a recording of this and, you know, helps out, you know, with my thinking and helps me on my journey to be a better communicator. So either way, this is Thomas Bahamas. Thank you so much.